Welcome to Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself. I'm your host, Sana, and I'm joined again by my dear friend, with my dear friend, Andrew. Um, and today we will be talking about celebrity culture. I wish we had that music like that. So anyway, thank you, Andrew, for coming in. Thank you so much. It's very nice to see you. It's been a while. It has quite a long time. <laughs> So, um, I know recently we did a few um, podcasts together, and I think that the previous talk that we had actually um, overlaps quite a bit with the one that we're going to talk about today. And so, the previous previously we spoke about authenticity and and happiness, or being in a culture that's happiness obsessed. And now we're actually talking about celebrity culture. <laughs> And I think all those themes will come uh, intertwine again. So don't worry about that. Like, don't say that, oh, we've already talked about that. So we can absolutely touch on those themes. I think particularly happiness, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, well, what, what sparked us to talk about this? Well, we were actually talking about um, the difference between dealing with something as a quote-unquote normal individual and what it's like to deal with the very same issue as a quote-unquote celebrity. Um, for example, when you hear a celebrity come out and say they're suffering from mental health issues, first of all, that's terrific. Um, it's so amazing when anybody is able to come out and acknowledge that and uh, share it and not be afraid of it. Um, however, at the same time, uh, this is the cynic in me coming out a little bit, so I do apologize for that. All cynics invited. <laughs> um, we also know that, it, I don't want to say it's easier for celebrities in a situation like that, but it is different uh, than someone like, say, you or myself, who may come out with the same issue. So, for example, if I said I was suffering from depression and I acknowledged that and I came out with it, it's going to be a lot different situation than if a celebrity did, would. Um, a celebrity does automatically. There's lots of coverage. There's lots of support from all around the world. They are in a financial situation where they, if they need to, they can take as much time off of work and care for themselves, mm -hmm. get better, get the resources, afford the help. And also, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, stereotyping celebrities, but Generally speaking, what we hear is, and if they don't have one, they can afford it, a personal assistant that can run their daily errands for them, go out and get their groceries, you know, answer their mail, whatever they need to do. Those of us who are regular citizens, and I use the word regular with quotation marks again, because there's nothing regular about us, uh, but, you know, we're not famous, we're certainly not rich, um, we don't have the means to walk away from work for as long as we need to. And we don't have the means to have somebody, you know, run our day-to-day -day errands for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we do face up the idea of having to get up every day and go to work every day and power through and then look after the kids, go get the groceries, uh, get the car fixed, clean the house, all these different things. And again, we don't always have as much support out there. We don't have the means to get the, um, the counseling help that we need. And again, I'm not minimizing celebrities who are dealing with issues such as depression or anything. I'm just using that as an example. I don't mean to diminish that in any way. What they're going through is valid for sure. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is they have the resources, whereas quote unquote, average, normal, everyday citizens don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we were talking about. And that led to this um, idea of talking about the fascination with celebrity culture and what the differences are uh, between them and us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're speaking as if you have different species of, of in individuals. However, so to, to add to your point, I mean, absolutely there are many differences. Uh, so, and, and, and I appreciate you saying that you don't mean to minimize what celebrities go through. And in this talk, we don't want to certainly... Again, disclaimer, we're not saying that celebrities aren't human beings, aren't allowed to go through their emotions, or aren't, aren't going through hardships. Absolutely. In fact, their reality is so different. I think the conversation that we're having is, is the difference between the realities 
and how um, for people that aren't celebrities to let their reality affect us to a higher degree. I think that's where the issue is, right? If there's different realities, why are we using them as a standard to reflect our reality, right? And and I think it's it's interesting. We live in, in a culture where, you know, a celebrity is more than just a celebrity now, right? They're a brand. They have an enterprise behind them. They are from products to lifestyle. It's about, they are the brand. So, they now sneak into our Instagram, right? They sneak into our Facebook. They, they're everywhere. They're the ones before, I, I mean, can, you can imagine there used to be a time when models and celebrities were different, where modeling, like makeup modeling or fashion modeling, there they were specific models who didn't act, right? Like Cindy, Craw- uh, Cindy Crawford or there's one with Christina something. She was very popular. Um, and then all of a sudden, I believe, was was it 2000s when celebrities kind of transitioned into modeling as well. So now if you go to a drugstore, most of the faces you're going to see are going to be of celebrities. And I'm sure models will resent that because they'll say, well, hey, that was our job. But now it's kind of the the, the world's, there's, there's blurred lines between them. So what I'm trying to say is that the celebrities are very powerful. They have a very powerful impact on the day-to-day lives of everyday people much more so than we used to because I feel like before if you're a movie star you're a movie star right now if you're a movie star you could have your own perfume you can have be in a sitcom you could be plastered in the makeup aisle or or the food section of your grocery store you'd have your own show maybe you'd release an album you basically are dominating all forms of of creative media out there and what that does it bombards us with this expectation because now you're trying to sell us things you're not just a celebrity you're marketing your lifestyle to us you're imposing your reality on us which itself is very misleading and dangerous and that's what i think we wanted to talk about right so again celebrities are human we're not saying that they're you know they don't deserve this that's not what i said i'm saying what's hap- i'm speaking purely from an observational point of view and how i think this could have detrimental effects in the way we set our standards yes you are so right is that they're a brand and it's really sad and for them i feel sorry actually in a way and despite the cynicism that i showed earlier um, I told you cynics are welcome. Yeah, of course, and, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. Uh, but in all honesty, there is a part of me that does feel sorry for them, of course, because their lives are not their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we just said, they're really not human beings. They are brands. And there is pressure um, on them, not only from the people who follow them, but also from their own marketing um, uh, uh, circle. Can I just quickly interject? I wanted to say they are human beings, but they're brands. So, I mean, like, they're not the everyday person. They're more than the person anymore. So, they're beyond the person. Yeah. So, I, I think, I just feel like I'm being uh, super bashy if I'm saying you're not a human being. I'm taking away. Uh, so, I didn't want to have that power dynamic. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at, all, not at all. And that's not, uh, I don't think that's the way you came across. And it's not certainly the way I interpreted it. I think what I meant was that they're not seen as living, breathing people. Yeah. yeah, they are seen as brands, money-making machines, yes. yeah. uh, covers to products, yeah. and this sort of thing. And, and you made a really great point, and I never thought about that before, about how celebrities are now models. But controver- uh, conversely, it's the other way around, too. Models have become actors, actors yeah. right? And they take spots away from actors. Yeah. Uh, so it does work the other way as well, but you are correct is that it has gone beyond what they uh, are first intended to do. Mm-hmm. Actors become singers and become models and become pitchmen and spokesmen and, and they become game show hosts and they become uh, owners of their own networks and mm-hmm. uh, or channels, what have you. And it, it just gets kind of ridiculous after a while. I mean, how much do you really need? How much does your face need to be out there? Mm-hmm. Um, how much power is enough? Hmm. Um, so the word brand is exceedingly accurate that is what they are and again my heart does go out to them because they've lost their humanistic um, livelihood in a way Hmm. Um, maybe they're not complaining because of all the boatloads of money that they have I don't know but I guess in many ways it must be a lonely life it must be an inauthentic life in some ways Mm -hmm. and also uh, no privacy 
So there is a trade-off. But again, it is going back to brands. And I guess one tag along I want to add here, if you would um, bear with me a moment, is um, celebrities. And again, here I'm showing my age of 537 years old. (laughs) Uh, It used to be... God, using the old man uh, phrase, it used to be. Um, But it did. It used to be celebrities had to have talent. You know, there's a reason why they were famous. Mm -hmm. And now, as we know, with reality shows and things, you do not have to have a lick of talent or even moral fiber Mm -hmm. to be famous. And unfortunately, that also equates to being a quote-unquote role model. Mm. which is really difficult to, for me to digest personally because I hate the idea that people are looking up to people who are just really not adding much to the world. Wow. Um, very interesting point that you brought up with regards to um, talent. Um, I know you echoed the sentiments of them being a brand and, and with that, and I do appreciate you acknowledging that the brand comes with a lot of hardships and challenges, right? There's the isolation, the inauthenticity, the lack of privacy. There's so much. You and I can possibly comprehend what it's like on the other side. Uh, What we're doing here is, strictly speaking, how our lives are affected Mm -hmm. by that other side. So looking from the other side, here's how we're experiencing your life, right? And how it's affecting our reality. And I think and what what we seem to be getting at is this distortive, distorted perception, or these really uh, interesting quote unquote role models that we now have that people look up to, and with the cancel culture, with the Me Too movement, my goodness, I'm sure a lot of people's role model dreams were shattered, right? Because they realized what this is a guy I look up to, and and you mentioned the word moral fiber, right? Yet you don't have to have talent, you don't have to have morals you, you you can just be out there i don't know you can you have to be good looking i think that's that's the thing it's if you don't have talent you have to look the part and we all know that the industry entertainment industry is vain and that's fine people like to see pretty people on tv <laughs> i think there's maybe some psychological studies out there right that but it it still should negate talent and i'm i'm veering off topic i mean there's certainly actors that that have a lot of talent and then don't classify in the in the molded looks department i don't if i name names it'd be an insult to them but i really like steve buscemi <laughs> but, i mean okay so going back to um the the point that we were making was role models right mm-hmm. how they affect us uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. But like, what do you, did you have a celebrity that you grew up with or perhaps someone that you really admired? And, and do you think that, how did that affect your reality? Did you, cause I know we're all guilty of it and I'm going to, I'm going to confide in, 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 in this as well. But what was your experience where, or I'm asking you many questions. Let me restart. What was your experience when you thought that, no, I have to draw the line between comparing myself to how celebrities are portrayed or how so-and-so is dealing versus me. There's a fine line that I'm going to draw because I'm not a celebrity. I can't deal with them. I can deal the way that they deal with things. Oi. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that, to be quite honest. Um, hmm. Well, was there a time where you, you felt that you were being judged to do something based on a celebrity's reaction or like based on the way they deal with things, you know, cause that's how, when we were starting initially, right. We're mm-hmm. saying like in this culture, mm-hmm. Oh, come on, you know, so-and-so identifies with depression. Mm-hmm. They got over it. I think that's a very common scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so-and-so is also a germaphobe and uh, yeah, like they're doing well or, comments like these or, or maybe where, where where someone basically puts you next to a celebrity and says they did it mm-hmm. why can't you and I know that could be encouraging and motivating sometimes but it's also damaging mm-hmm. um, actually I don't ever recall ever being put in that position where it's like well that celebrity was able to get through this why can't you mm-hmm. um, but I have been put in a position where I was compared to other people this person who's not a celebrity, was able to do this. Why can't you? But never with a celebrity. Um, how about you? Um, I, I notice it happening all the time, 
when someone would say, well, you so-and-so has a mental illness, or when I talk about depression, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so came out, and, and there's a bell let's talk going on, and everyone's talking about it, and, and this is another topic. How strange that a topic that ought to be talked about throughout the year is now relegated to maybe a month or a week where you're encouraging celebrities to be authentic. I mean, I applaud the effort in getting the authenticity out, in getting celebrities showing their true, like some sides. That's actually amazing that some of them are saying, oh, by the way, um, I have this disability. And someone's like, what? I had no idea. And so it's a great uh, platform. However, it's also very disingenuous for everyone else because now we're thinking oh this is the time where I'm going to post something long on social media about how important it is but what actually matters is well how are you reacting in your day-to-day life with the people that actually reached out to you right are, are you actually dealing with them or are you just posting for the sake of posting because all the celebrities are coming together to talk about it and this is something that's been dominated by celebrity culture so I think that's one way that it's affected me like I know I used to advocate, I used to work in a, in a field where I would advocate for disability rights and equality. And, and that was my, like, I, d- I did some advocacy there in the work that I did. And it, it I thought it was pretty um, disingenuous. And, and uh, well, I, my message would be, well, let's try to change, look at our backyard, look at how we treat the people we treat with that, that are around us. Stop posting something for Bell Let's Talk. If celebrities are doing it, great. You know, just because they're doing it, like, doesn't mean I have to now relegate this conversation to a month's time, you know, with a timestamp on it. So that's one thing that got me a bit I, I agitated, you know? Yeah. Well, there's no doubt a huge influence um, from celebrity culture on those of us who are not in uh, that world. Um, and I think part of it is fantasy because we all want to have lives that are, you know, really out there and uh, we all want to be acknowledged and uh, we all want to be appreciated for what we do. And um, so I think it's it's kind of living vicariously through them mm. uh, to the point where it really impacts us and inf- uh, influences us in the way we act and the way we dress and the things we do. And, and as you said, now with social media, with celebrities everywhere, including all over social media and us as citizens on social media, now we kind of take to doing the same things because as you say they come out and say this that or the other and we feel more comfortable about doing it but is it for the sake of doing it or is it because we really want to reach out and get some help it all boils down to we have to live our own lives Mm -hmm. and not be influenced by celebrities or anybody else for that matter Mm -hmm. um a long time ago, I mean, I grew up like everybody else where I admired certain celebrities. Mm-hmm. I appreciated their work and, you know, I, I wished I could be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a while, I kind of got very disengaged with the celebrity culture. And I just thought, you know, I can appreciate them and, you know, I can hope that they're good people and that they're doing better for this world than other people are. But I'm not going to get to the point where I'm going to follow them on social media or I'm going to you know, write a fan letter or I'm going to have posters up on my wall or I'm going to buy all their merchandise. Or, um, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy their work mm-hmm. and appreciate that. And if I see an interview and I want to learn a little bit more about them, great. But I'm not going to go overboard about it. Uh, my life is my life and uh, I can't live their life and they can't live mine. And I can appreciate it and, and draw the line there. I mean, I that's... You said your life is your life, right? This is your take. This is your opinion. This is how you deal with it. And and yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a poster about a celebrity, right? About a movie that you really like. And and so I understand that we get our inspiration. We get this creative, you know, some celebrities serve as creative muses for other artists and creatives. So and that that's fine. It's it's part of the process. But I think again, what we're talking about is. How much am I idolizing my celebrity or role model, the favorite person that I follow? Uh, And when I say follow, I mean they're in my social media, right? I'm constantly being bombarded by their lifestyle. 
And to talk about the subconscious effect that that has on our ability, our realities and the standards that we set, and then perhaps the standards that we compare ourselves and our friends and others with, because, you know, we'll say, well, so-and-so did it. Why can't you? Um, so it's, it's, it is interesting. And, and I resent, <laughs> I, I did wanted to share something. I, uh, I've often been compared to one celebrity quite a bit. And, and I, I remember my last reaction was I was almost offended. Right. And I was just like, I don't want this. And my friend were like, why this person's beautiful and they're so talented. And I said, listen, I am me. I am my own person. If you label me as this person, then you're giving me that one dimensional label. Um, I actually like the celebrity. I really do. I, I, I have nothing against them, but I'm so much, I'm more than what they are. I'm different. I have my own realities, my own lived experiences. And I want to be looked at that way. I don't want someone to say, well, oh, you're so, ins-, and then they're going to just brand me as that person. Now, whatever lens, they're looking at me through the lens of this celebrity. And I resent that because it takes away from my individuality. Uh, I can, and, and I think it's interesting because we, we live in a culture where, you know, you as brands, we have to pick one thing and be the specialist at that thing if we're able to monetize and really have a lucrative profit from that thing. And that's okay as a, as a marketing strategy. Great. It works well. But I believe what that does sometimes, it, it creates this obsession that we all stand for one thing only. And the thing that I'm fighting with is, no, 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 I am more than one thing. And I'm actually challenging that branding idea by my whole website is based on multifaceted and being holistic and saying, I have many sides to me. I'm like this cut diamond that has all these sides. And guess what? You're going to you're not going to see all of them, but I, I am and I'm going to embrace them. And I I feel that that's a more holistic, though, that holistic way of living and thinking can encourage individuals to be more authentic, be more genuine and understand that there's very there's marked differences between them and celebrities and to not compare because we only see a sliver of the piece between these people. So what I what this leads me to say is now back to the cancel culture of celebrities, right? So we have such limited knowledge of them as people, we see them in their art. And the minute we hear about other things that we perhaps don't approve of on our moral, on our morality, then we are in a culture where that's it. They're done. Their brand is gone because they have to act like their brand. Um, so that's, that's a different, I, I guess, topic with, with the struggles of that side. Now, the effect that uh, ha- that has on the non-celebrity folks, I'm thinking is, well, you're conflicted because here you emulated perhaps to whatever extent or degree uh, you based decisions based on your role model or celebrity. And now that you realize that they were more than just their art, they were more than just their brand, your world is a bit shattered because now you don't know who to look up to. And how do you how do you feel about that? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I keep hearing the phrase uh, cancel culture. Mm. And admittedly, I'm not 100% sure of what it means. I have a general idea, but I don't know the whole definition of it. However, um, I am just like everybody else where I appreciated somebody's work. I kind of looked up to them. I thought, hey, they seem pretty decent. And then we find out otherwise. And the example I'm going to give is Bill Cosby. I grew up loving his comedy. He was always my favorite comedian growing up. And one of the reasons is because he was such a great storyteller. And he was clean. You know, I could really relate to it. Even as a kid, I could enjoy it because it wasn't full of foul language. And he was telling this great story. And he kept you engaged. And he was just so... um, He seemed so genuine. He seemed so um, approachable in that way. He didn't seem like a celebrity. He seemed like dad or grandpa, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And... He didn't seem like a brand. No, exactly. And um, 
he was a huge influence on me in the sense that I'm a storyteller because I learned how great storytelling can be through him when you can take your time tell a story throw in some details add a few jokes in and so when I speak when I tell stories about my experiences or what have you I like to be a storyteller you know I'm long-winded and then obviously a few years ago when it all came out all these accusations I thought no that can't be not Bill Cosby he's he's a, he's everyone's dad oh no I, I know you know and then the more and more information came out the more and more people came out I just did not want to admit it I didn't want to believe it but I had no choice of course and then to this point it's just so discouraging and again it's not like I idolized him or anything like that but I did enjoy his work for so many years his comedy his television show everything about him and then you get to the point where you find out what he did and as you said he's more than just a celebrity he's a human being and in this sense not in a good way and it creates a conflict can I still go back and watch his old comedy film that I used to watch as a kid can I go back and listen to his recordings can I read his books that he wrote or am I betraying the people that he betrayed by doing so you know you want to be able to remember what you enjoyed growing up but it gets all tainted in the end and then you have that conflict can I still go back and enjoy that or am I wrong to do it and um, so for me personally that's probably my big experience with um, the shell shock of someone that you believed seemed like a good person and that you enjoyed for so many years and did so much great work and did have a certain amount of influence on you as I said with my storytelling mm -hmm. as you're witnessing right now um, and I, I don't really have an ending for this I think that's just my personal example I, I, I honestly am so sorry I don't remember what the question was no no it's okay it, it's, a, it's a conversation and I don't think it was really a question we're just shooting off ideas and talking about the, the whole you know celebrity culture and how it affects us really we're just sharing our stories and uh and i thank you for opening up and, and sharing that very personal account of how you were faced with with a, a basically a dilemma when you realized that uh, someone that you really admired grew up with you realized there were other things about them that you didn't re you didn't know we know and the world didn't know and and uh, of course that would have a a shock on anybody that would have admired and idolized this talent that you grew up with so um i i too uh grew up watching him like that you know the the, the dad figure you know the wholesome guy and so it was a very i don't even try to think about it i can't my mind wouldn't let me my mind would just put a pause to that it's 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 so hard for me and I think similarly with, you know, Michael Jackson, it's hard for me. So uh, I do, I do feel a little um, conflicted. And I, and I certainly you and I aren't, aren't alone in that. And what I wanted to bring up was with cancel culture, if you were just to, you know, Google this and you go to dictionary.com, this is what it says, right? I'm just going to read off of it. Um, I'm not that eloquent. Um, cancel culture. I was just joking. There was no reaction. <laughs> you are very eloquent. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the $5. <laughs> Fishing for compliments. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the online definition for uh, cancel culture, which basically, um, it comes under online shaming too. So cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for canceling. Um, so canceling is in brackets. So, canceling public figures and companies after they've done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. Cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. So, anyway, so we're living in a time where 
this online bullying is at a rise, group shaming in a, as at a, is at a rise. And it's simply because of the tools we have. I think it's just human nature. We were, we'll get to this point one way, or an, one way or another. But the point is that we're here. And what's happening is there's this group shaming, this moral high ground that seems to, I don't know where it comes from, but people are there policing each other, mm-hmm. right? Especially celebrities. One minute they say something and the person on this moral high ground on the left will say, uh, no, you were politically incorrect. And the person will come out and say, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I love you, my fans. And it's interesting <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know. I have some interesting feelings on that, on the whole cancel culture issue. Uh, I know this wasn't meant to be your topic, but it is a derivative of what we're talking about because it's celebrity culture. Yeah. It's about how it's affecting us. Mm-hmm. Um, t- I mean, I certainly don't claim to have a moral high ground. I do believe that celebrities, I've always believed that celebrities are people uh, that I know very little about, and thus I never idolize them to the extent that I see that around me. I never glamorize them to the extent that I saw around me. So when these news and figures come out, I just go, oh, that's a shame. You know, my reaction is, oh, that's that's terrible. Like, I, I feel for, obviously I'm not negating the the experience of trauma of the victims were there on the receiving end from these celebrities but i'm saying this that okay you had the artist and you had their life so if the artist is now does not meet your standards of morality are you going to d- completely negate their art um they still produced art if we're going by that logic then every church should be probably broken down because then you know if we're going to back to colonialism time and mosques and all these religious beautiful architectural buildings i think they should you know if you know about these the people that who created them under which pre under the pretenses we wouldn't be able to appreciate art if we were all 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 on our moral high ground, judging every artist for every facet of their life. And that is a, a really great point. Um, we, as the general public, tend to act as judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. And But it varies. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on the charge. Right. And it depends on how much we like that person, right? <laughs> oh, uh, if biases. we like them, they say, oh, no, no, they couldn't have done that. There's no way. We can forgive them. But if it's someone we don't like, yeah, they're guilty. You know, uh, like I say, if it's a certain charge and, um, you know, I'm not going to get into that, either they're deemed right away, they're guilty or, you know, well, let's see what the evidence comes out first. Hmm. And um, that's really unfortunate, too, because as much as we are playing judge, jury and executioner, we're not doing it fairly across the board. True. We're not. We're not judge or an executioner. So we, we can't even do it in an equitable way. It's it's impossible. It's always going to be based on your internal biases. As you mentioned, right? Do I really like this person? Um, what was the charge? And that's relative to my bias and my mor- moral values too, right? Because I may think one charge isn't so bad and another person may think, no, one evil is the same as all evil. So it's now we have like some ethical debate going on. So I think it's absolutely um, disgusting. It's, I'm not at all justifying the behavior or, or condoning the behavior of, of celebrities that have been charged and if the, and the allegations have been proven. So here's another thing, you know, sometimes allegations are allegations and some people are doing it for making a quick buck because they want to tarnish this reputation and get a lawsuit out of it or maybe, you know, maybe get some money out of it. Um, I don't know anything about that. I'm assuming, just assuming. We've said if the allegations have been proven and now you have this person that's been shunned off, they've been canceled, they've, they're not a brand anymore. Am I still allowed to like their art, you know? Am I going to be shamed for liking their art? Because I've been publicly shamed for this now i would say oh that's a good song and someone would be like oh yeah do you know what this person did and i'm just like listen it's not about that like and i didn't i was too tired to have this argument because i was on vacation i was taking a break from all of this and i didn't want to have another debate on political correctness i just 
but I find it, I'm struggling. I'm struggling not only with myself internally, but with the reactions that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And and to be truth be told, I, I would I still appreciate the art. I would appreciate the art because the art is there. The art will always be there. I have no right to shame someone forever and cast them into, you know, hell and whatever it is. And like, of course, it's reprehensible. It's it's immoral. Whatever happened, it's terrible. However, if you really, really want to start judging, look at history, just read and you'd be astounded at all the things that you're enjoying at the behest of these terrible dictators and colonizers and tyrants. So we all have tyranny in our backgrounds and our blood with with where we are. But does it mean that we're going to now shame everybody and everything and just not enjoy, I don't know, painting or the art architecture? Um, if you, the guy who, um, Shah Jahan was the person, the ruler that built the Taj Mahal. And the story is that he, the guy, the architect that he hired, so this is supposed to be a mausoleum for his, one of his most, I don't know, loved wives, wives, that one of his wife. And uh, he cut the hands of the guy who built it so that he may not build it again. Does do, do does anyone talk about that? Or, or do we look at Taj Mahal as, oh, everyone takes romantic pictures there. Is anyone talking about that poor architect whose hands were chopped? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's proven, but that's the story I'm told. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, check it quickly. But I don't know. But how does... Anyway, what are your thoughts? No, and I'm so glad that you said that because it is such a great point. You know, you can go back to the dawn of time with all these historical uh, monuments and things. I mean, the Great Wall of China, we know that so many people lost their lives building that thing. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not really brought up. And again, that's not a matter of tyranny or anything like that, but it is a dark side of it. Um, and you can go all around the world with all these different structures, and uh, you can do this with uh, religions and uh, everything, organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are closets with dark secrets. And does that stop us from being able to enjoy these things, as you said? And, and I really appreciate that you brought that up and that you put it into that context that this is history. This is what we go through every, you know, every century, every year. There's always something great, but something bad comes of it or help to create it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to kind of put a little, uh, and by the way, behest is a great word. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're but I'm going to kind of put um, a different, not a spin on it, but I'm going to give a, a, a different side of this in a way that's in agreement with your side, but I'm not going to do it as, uh, as, um, historically, uh, um, I can't even think of the word right now. Sorry. <laughs> it's but okay. I, I'm going to do a cheesy version of it. Let's, <laughs> let's put it that way. I'm not going to do a fancy version, but, um, many years ago there was a, and you're going to say, where are you going with this? Trust me. Um, many years ago, there was a sitcom called growing pains. And when we were talking growing about pains? this growing pains, okay. And one episode came up in my mind as you were talking about this, and it's exactly what we're talking about. The youngest son, um, you know, the parents took him to see his favorite singer and even got him backstage to meet him. Mm-hmm. And the singer, by the way, was played by Brad Pitt before he became Brad Pitt. What? Yeah, he did a couple of guest show, uh, <laughs> shot, shots on that show, but he played the, the singer. Okay. And, of course, you know, he's super nice to the kid, Ben, and all this sort of thing, real nice, taking pictures. And then goes into his dressing room and Ben leaves and he goes, oh, I forgot something. He went back in and there's the guy with a couple of women, you know, and he yells at Ben, you know, get out, you little brat, and just, and devastated him. Right. Right. And he realized, oh my God, he's not what I thought he was. And he went home and he didn't tell his father this, who had brought him there. He just, you know, went home and tore off all the posters on his wall throughout all of his albums, everything. And the father was asking what happened and he told him. And he basically said, you know, just because you don't see, you know, 100% good in somebody doesn't mean you can't enjoy what they've done, Hmm. their artwork. You can still enjoy his music. You just don't have to look up to him as someone you admire. Right. And so it kind of goes with what you're saying is that, you know, there's always going to be a dark side to every person out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and you can always find a reason. What, Tom Hanks? He doesn't recycle? Oh, well, I'm not going to watch his movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and that, Is that By the true? way, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> National Enquirer, don't quote me on this. Uh, but it's just an example, you know? Right. I mean, everyone's going to find some reason why a celebrity is a bad person. 
right. and they're digging for it sometimes. But does that mean that you can't enjoy what they've done, what's brought you so much joy, what's brought millions of other people so much joy? You know, there is a conflict there. I, I, I will admit that. I have a conscience that says, I feel like I'm doing wrong to the whole female population because I want to watch a Bill Cosby concert film. And I mean no disrespect to, you know, the female population or to anybody who's been abused, male or female. You know, and so I struggle with that. But the way you put it also with going back into history, um, with all the things that are so great in this world and how there is a dark side to it, does that mean we can't enjoy it? If so, then let's just raise everything and start from the beginning. Mm. Um So it is hard. You know, I still struggle with that, and I always will. But at the same time, you gave me something really great to think about. You really put a different perspective on it for me, and I thank you for that. You're very welcome. Um, I certainly share the the same conflicts as you. It, it, uh, you know, I had to really struggle to come to to a place where I... And I, I use history as my example. I think, you know... I've said it before, history never lies. Sometimes it does because it's written by the perspective of the winner <laughs> or or the, the, you know, the one side. And so, yeah, history has lied in the past. But most of the time you can go, go back and, and look at how these beautiful things came to be. And you'd be you'd be shocked. All these facts you would unfold and discover and maybe it would prevent you. But but I think, again, I'm I'm trying to advocate for education and knowledge and if if all of us can at least look into our backyards and and check out the history of all the things we enjoy we we wouldn't be so um so judgy or so so we would be a bit more forgiving i would say and not that and i'm not saying i'm not one to say if x person does forgiveness and y doesn't right again i'm not a judge jury or executioner that's not my part i'm just a person living through this living through all of this but it's saying hold on there seems to be some double standards right you conveniently are doing it you're putting it's like you're making celebrities walk on eggshells now uh because Again, I think that's one of the flip sides of being a brand, right? Because now all of you has to be admirable, all of you. And, and an interesting show, if you're interested, is this, is, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called The Boys. It's based on a comic book um, starring Simon Pegg. I mean, sorry, it's not starring Simon Pegg, but originally the comics were written for Simon Pegg to be the protagonist. But by the time they did a TV show of it, Simon Pegg plays like the dad of the protagonist and Carl Urban's in it and he does a wonderful Cockney accent. Uh, Anyway, that's beside the point. But the show actually looks at superheroes. So you're living in a world where you have all these superheroes and they're a brand and they're their their organization. You have the brand ambassador that's telling them you have to say these scripted lines and these are terrible people. So you see superheroes being absolutely terrible while also saving the day because they're meeting all their quotas and stuff. So it's a very, very interesting show that actually kind of challenges that the very ideals of the superheroes that we we think are supposed to be perfect, but the show puts a spin on it by showing you kind of like, here, here's all, all of the side of it. And it's not just shaming them, it's actually showing you the struggles that made them that way. And now it's up to you to, to judge them harshly or not. So it's it's a very interesting show for anyone that's looking for action you will be severely disappointed because it's not about you know shoot shoot fight fight it's actually more about the political aspect or the branding it's it's a moral dilemma that's what it's really about um with with some action of course um but anyway it's uh and and yeah Shah Jahan I I looked it up in terms of like was this a rumor but it is historically that's what it's been said that he cut the hands off everyone that built it so they would never be able to replicate the beauty that is reserved only for him and Shah Jahan was I mean he was a Mughal emperor so (laughs) I by no way condone the uh, the actions or are anyway I'm drawing a blank but I did wanted to say that I I feel like I'm at a bit at peace knowing that I separate the art sometimes from the person because there's no way 
I have any right to judge everyone on that moral high ground. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect anyone to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them to be abusers and rapists mm-hmm. and, you know, and if that's if they get the punishment and the trial, yes, I support that. I support the equal rights and fairness and and good treatment of people. But I didn't have that expectation that someone's going to be an angel. Mm-hmm. And an angel is this person that just cannot, is incapable of doing any bad. But we get that confused. And that's part of celebrity culture, too. Yeah, you know, we want to believe the best in them. We want to believe they're great people. We want to believe that... You know, they, they do all these charitable acts and that they're good to their kids and, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they eat well and they, they recycle and all these <laughs> different things. Um, and, again, I think it goes back because, again, we live vicariously through them, but because we look up to them and we never want our idols to disappoint us. And, again, there's that judgment in there, right? Um, judging them that they have to be perfect, otherwise, oh, oh God, I, I, what was I wasting my time on? They're a horrible person. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm glad that you're at peace with that. And it is difficult for a lot of people, I think, to separate the person from the art, uh, especially when they have them up on a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I think step one, and it's not always easy because we're usually pretty young when we start putting people up on pedestals. Yes. is just to not put people up on pedestals. Yeah. Again, appreciate their work. And uh, if they're good people, that's great. Good for them. But don't expect them to be perfect. And, and don't, uh, you know, to use a, a really overused word, idolize them. Mm-hmm. Because if you really think about what idolizing means, um, that is just, you know, oh, all glory to you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And nobody's worth that. Right. I'm sorry, nobody's worth that. <laughs> uh, except my friend Sana. Um <laughs> Oh, you. <laughs> and, and I'm actually going to go back to something. That, you know, the smart aleck of me wanted to come out and say this earlier. But when you were telling the story about that person who compared you to a celebrity, mm-hmm. the smart aleck of me would have said, no, 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 they're more like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we each have our unique uh, abilities, gifts, light lived experiences. And ultimately, it's, it is a bit detrimental or harmful to compare and let that brand take over our perception, our lives, uh, the standards we set for which we judge not only ourselves, but we judge our friends and family. So it, you know, there needs to be that divide to acknowledge, to say, as you so well, um, you put it so well, you know, that they're, they're a celebrity, they're a person. I don't know much about them, but I, I like what they do, but I, my expectations should be shifted. So there's this work around expectations that needs to be done. And, and I think it comes with educating ourselves, being informed, um, and also not being the moral police. Because it's a terrible place to be, the online world. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... Mm-hmm. It's, it's mind-numbing. It's... Yeah. yeah. I, um, I remember several years ago, I can't remember the, the actor... But he basically said, no, I won't sign autographs. And when he was asked why, he said, because I can't imagine why anyone would want my signature. Uh, and then I thought about that when he said it. Uh, well, that, that kind of makes a, a little bit of sense. Um, you know, what value is the signature other than the fact that proof that I met this celebrity? Hmm. And you can do that with a picture or whatever. But um, I thought that was a really kind of interesting and healthy perspective from the celebrity or the actor's um, part Mm -hmm. to say that my signature is no more valuable than anybody else's Mm -hmm. and uh, of course people are going to misread that and say you don't give autographs why you stuck up jackass you know (laughs) Um, but I I thought that was really great Um, and just one other note you mentioned brand again and Mm -hmm. one thing I've been noticing in recent months maybe even longer than that But I think because the word brand is becoming, again, another buzzword, this society is full of buzzwords, cancel culture, you know, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. I'm seeing a lot of professional athletes now um, accept being a brand and actually referring to themselves as a brand Mm -hmm. rather than a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that just kind of makes me a little sick uh, because... You know, I don't know if it was forced upon them, whatever, but they seem to be adapting to it okay. And when they refer to themselves as a brand, Mm. as opposed to a professional athlete or a human being, 
my first thought is, oh God, why is anybody looking up to this person? Hmm. And how much an effect is it having on the kids who are looking up to somebody who's calling themselves, I'm a brand. Right. And it, it makes me very sad for, for um, especially the kids who look up to them. It's a generation that's going to, going to grow up thinking that we're all brands. We all have these fixed identities that can be monetized. And uh, ultimately, there is going to be very little authenticity, genuine feelings, emotions. And if you've done something bad and your life is ruined, boom. That could be, if, if somebody bullies you online, it could go to the effect that, and we've had plenty of cases, I'm not saying that these were correlated, but ultimately leading people to end their lives because they've been so humiliated online. And that's the effect that it has, which is why it's dangerous because it really affects that person that you're, we're shaming. Like we end up collectively shaming and, and like with cancel culture, like online, it is online shaming and bullying and, and it can really drive a person off the edge. And it's very dangerous, whether you're a celebrity, whether you're a 16 year old who's who's who is a minor celebrity on TikTok or whatnot. Right. So you never know. You just don't know. So it's there's so many reasons for us to not look at ourselves as brands. And I mean, you could have a brand and a product and great. But uh, if you're improving the lives of others, if you are someone that says, hey, I, I never was a celebrity. Hello, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Here's how I did it. Here's how you can do it. That's the business. That's great. Uh, but if you mix that person with a celebrity and thinking, whoa, I so-and-so did it. Why can't I do it? Like, I think I, I heard a celebrity was giving lessons on entrepreneurship and this person became popular by a sex tape. And I'm like, really? Really? Are you going to talk about that? Because I'm not sh I'm sure that's not going to be included in your seminar. But again, what are the standards? Like, we're not looking at the whole picture and how someone came to be. So take from value what they can give you, but, but question them, uh, critique them, look it up, do your research, educate, you know, yourself on are my perceptions fix, fixated on a delusional reality? Are, are my standards rational or are they, do they have a lot of holes in them? Um, I'll be honest, I have nothing to add to that because <laughs> it was so well said. Um, my mind will probably take me in a different direction right now. Um, but you talked earlier about, and again, this is playing off of what I said about uh, the younger generation looking up to people who refer to themselves as brands and who are famous just for the sake of being famous, mm. you know, whether it was through a sex tape, whether it was through, um, you know, a, a talk show appearance like that, that 14 year old girl who the cash me outside girl and, uh, you know, honey boo boo and all these people mm. who are, you know, virtually from our perspective, train wrecks mm. and they haven't done anything to show a talent. Mm. And yet they're giving the message that no matter what you do, as long as you, get noticed you know that's how you get rich and famous mm. and you don't have to have anything special uh, in terms of talent to earn that and you can do it through nefarious means mm. and then again you build that up and build that up because there are producers and companies who are all too eager to give you the money to you to make you a brand to make them money mm. and it doesn't matter what you've done what you can do what you cannot do if you are in the public eye mm -hmm. and you welcome that and you can make them money, they'll make you a brand. Yeah. And really it's the individual's choice whether or not to accept that or not. We're talking about brands. We're talking about basically if celebrities are brands, how that's affecting us, right? So we need to understand what a brand is. We need to understand, as you mentioned, producers and mm -hmm. how a brand is created with celebrity culture. And, and also, con in the same way, challenge our expectations, challenge our thinking. Uh, so here's a challenge to everybody. I mean, are you, are you in a position to be judge, jury, and executioner? Have you looked at the history around you, uh, at the very land that we're standing on? And, and if, if you're appreciating some of the very gifts, they all came at a price. Everything comes at a price. But I don't think that personally and this isn't me lecturing it's just my opinion my personal opinion is this is that um 
there's no harm in appreciating art uh, and 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 I'm not going to speak on being a judge or an executioner that's not my place all I can say is I can appreciate somebody's beautiful work I could still look at the Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan's uh, piece that he he envisioned and created and still look at it with awe and think wow right but at the back of my mind I'm still thinking about that hands thing I'm very sensitive if, if these things affect me they have an effect on me but it's it wouldn't stop me from looking at it with awe and actually learning about not just that this is something beautiful but everything beautiful around you came at a price mm-hmm. um, the lifestyle that we have came at a price um, the things that we enjoy came at a price and they still come at a price now am I going to now start shaming everybody around me or am I going to educate everybody or maybe do some advocacy on my own to help those less fortunate to maybe hear the voices of those that are being um, uh, monetized or used in another way like we have a conscious decision as a, as citizens to, to choose to act how we want to um, and I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't you have a choice i think what's dangerous is to do nothing and be the judge or an executioner and that's the toxic i think the toxicity that um is all around us in terms of online and in in here and i agree with that um and with the judge jury and executioner the only thing i'm really going to say about that is how would we feel if we were on the other side of that Mm. if we were the defendant you know, we had done something wrong, and there's no proof that we did or didn't, mm. and yet everybody was playing judge, ju- jury, and executioner on us. Mm. How comfortable would we be with that? And when we take that perspective, you know, maybe we should uh, remember what that's like before we go ahead and do that to somebody else. Now, again, I'm like you. I'm not in a position, and I would never claim to be in a position where I could mm-hmm. be a judge, jury, or executioner. Um, and I don't think anyone should, but there are people out there who do appoint themselves these things. Hmm. And um, I would hope that they would look at it from the other side and see what it would be like for them if they were in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had another note here, and now I cannot remember it. <laughs> so I'm going to step away from the microphone. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I think and it, it leads me to think that, you know... Um, let's have more conversations right let's have more conversations more discussions more debates on on topics such as these mm-hmm. on uh, to really challenge the viewpoints of others and be challenged in 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 um as, as well to to really ensure that we have a big picture we have a we're using our critical thinking skills muscles and we're not just jumping on the bandwagon because everyone else is doing so and mm-hmm. And also not understanding the effects of what we're doing and saying. So I think there's definitely a few topics that we touched on that could have an entire podcast on their own. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think we could go on for days with <laughs> this. I mean, this is such a, um, a deep topic and it's so widespread right now, but uh, we definitely have touched upon it and um, I'm glad we did so. I really am. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Andrew, once again. Um, just to summarize a little bit, and feel free to chime in. I'm just going to try to... Uh, we talked about celebrity culture, cancel culture, uh, really, in in a way, political correctness, because it, it, it intersects with what, what we're talking about, and also authenticity, which was a theme that we touched upon early, in our earlier podcast. But... But really just to think about how much we idolize, as you put it, right? Um, how, much, how, much of, how much power do I attribute to, do I assign to these people that have an art, have a, a contribution to make to society, to arts and culture? And how am I, who am I to judge? Uh, maybe asking yourself, how do I judge others? And, and also, how do I compare my friends and family to the lifestyles of these pe- very people that I know nothing about, that I only, that have all these uh, privileges and resources available to them? And, um, and, and, to, and, and it's a bit unrealistic. So perhaps, perhaps we should have role models that are like us, right? That are very similar. And we should understand that being a celebrity comes with a lot of pros and cons and and has its own costs but I need to understand I need to be educated to understand the difference between 
the cost of being an artist versus and comparing their life to my own life. So I need to have a divide on the standards of reality that I'm challenging upon myself and others. And and also just chatting about it more and, and with, with, with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm so glad you brought that up about um, choose other people to look up to, maybe the ones in our lives. And um, I can resonate that with that because I can appreciate celebrities and what they do. I don't even like the word celebrities, to tell you <laughs> the truth, because it separates us from them. Basically. How about the word stars? Yeah, <laughs> I just say famous people. Um, them. No, but the, the fact of the matter is I, I appreciate what they do, but I don't look up to them. The people I look up to are the ones who are in my life, right. and you are one of those, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings me so much more joy, and it's so much more authentic, and I feel a lot more of a connection and in all honesty, um, I get so much more from looking up to the people who I know than I do looking up to famous people. Thank you. Really well said. And I think it's a wonderful place to really end at something to think about. Something that we can all consciously think about. Look around you, the people that have been there for you, that, that inspire you, that motivate you. And, and perhaps, and, and absolutely, there's someone out there that looks up to you too. So um, it's a very wholesome, it's a very, very genuine and authentic thing we can do to truly live around with the people that we're surrounded by. Thank you so much, Andrew. Once again, it's absolutely my pleasure. And uh, thank you so much from me to you. So, uh, Thanks for joining. If you are interested in listening to this podcast, you can go to my website at www.aartysana.com. You'll find uh, all the podcasts that I do with all my friends um, and people. because <laughs> titled Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself. So artisana.com under the podcast section. You can also find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under the title Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself. Thank you so much.